When it comes to teaching kids and teens about money, practice makes perfect. That's where Greenlight comes in. With a debit card and money app of their own, kids learn to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest. Parents send instant money transfers, create custom chores, and automate allowance, while kids track their spending, set savings goals, and practice money skills they can use today and for life. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com slash podcast. Good Tuesday morning. We have new details this morning on that deadly crash at a migrant center in Texas. And it all comes over the battle over the border intensifies. It is May 9th. This is today. Emotional scene, an outpouring of grief and outrage at the vigil for the victims in Brownsville. The driver now facing manslaughter charges. What police are revealing as survivors speak out while border towns brace for a migrant surge just days before major restrictions are lifted. We'll have the very latest. Money talks. President Biden sitting down with congressional leaders at the White House today. Their first high stakes meeting in the showdown over the nation's debt limit with an historic default looming and the two sides far apart. We're trying to hold the debt hostage. Democrats are putting the country in jeopardy. We'll explain what it all means for you and where the talks are headed. Breaking overnight, Russia launching new airstrikes in Ukraine. While in Moscow, Vladimir Putin delivers a closely watched speech warning the West the world is at a turning point. New twist for Tiger, the legal battle between the legendary golfer and his ex-girlfriend heading to court today. At stake, her claims of sexual harassment and that $30 million lawsuit against Woods. All that plus lost and found a happy ending in the search for a second grader missing for days in the woods in michigan what he did that helped rescuers finally track him down today tuesday may 9th 2023 from nbc news this is today with savannah guthrie and hoda cutby live from studio 1a in rockefeller plaza well, good morning. It's good to see you. Happy you're with us on a Tuesday morning. Lonnie Walker, not on the bench anymore, no. at least for now. Man, 16 points. Good for him. Yeah, like say, put me in, coach. Yeah. And good things will happen. Yeah, we'll get more on that in just a bit. We are going to begin, though, along the southern border where tensions are ramping up this morning. The COVID restriction known as Title 42 is set to expire in just two days, and Border Patrol are bracing then for a major influx, saying there has already been more than 26,000 illegal crossings since Friday. All of this coming as the community of Brownsville, Texas, held the vigil last night honoring the eight people killed after a driver rammed into a group of migrants. The man behind the wheel now charged with and authorities are still trying to determine if he did it on purpose. NBC national correspondent Gabe Gutierrez has the very latest. Hey, Gabe, good morning. Hoda, good morning. That deadly crash has left this community stunned. And as you mentioned, tensions are ramping up across the border with Title 42 set to expire on Thursday. Meanwhile, here in Brownsville, three of the 10 injured migrants have been released from the hospital. And we're now hearing from one of the victims for the first time. An emotional vigil for the victims of Sunday's horrifying crash as the suspect now faces manslaughter charges for ramming a group of Venezuelan migrants outside a shelter. <laughs> Family members in agony as they learn their loved ones were among the dead. 
Gabriel Gallardo, one of the survivors, lost a leg. My dreams are broken. They're gone, he says, from his hospital bed. With his two children, his wife desperate, begging President Biden for help. George Alvarez is now facing eight counts of manslaughter and 10 counts of aggravated assault. Police believe Alvarez lost control of his SUV after running a red light, plowing into the group, killing eight people. Investigators have not ruled out the crash was intentional. George Alvarez is a Brazil local with an extensive rap sheet. This man, who says he witnessed the crash, tells us the driver appeared drunk and yelled anti-immigrant profanities, though police have not substantiated that and are still waiting for toxicology results. How is this community doing right now? They're shaken up. I don't think any of us have experienced something like this. The migrant deaths come as tensions ramp up here, ahead of the lifting Thursday night of the COVID border restriction known as Title 42, which is expected to bring yet another migrant influx. In just the past 72 hours, the Border Patrol chief says there have been more than 26,000 illegal crossings. Texas's Republican governor now deploying more specialized National Guard troops, while Arizona's Democratic governor is also planning to send in more resources. We cannot manage this influx alone. Without much more robust action from the federal government. Busloads of migrants keep arriving in northern cities and now are even pitting some New York suburbs against the city. Rockland County declaring a state of emergency, slamming New York City Mayor Eric Adams for planning to send several hundred migrants to hotels there. It's a farce and it will not happen on our watch. So, Gabe, you talked about the influx of migrants coming in across the border. How large is that supposed to be? Well, Hoda, of course, Title 42 being that COVID-era border restriction that made it easier for the government to expel migrants due to public health concerns. Again, that's set to expire on Thursday. And now Border Patrol officials say they expect as many as 10,000 illegal crossings a day. You mentioned earlier that the Border Patrol chief says that there were more than 26,000 over the past 72 hours or so. And authorities here on the ground, Governor Greg Abbott tweeting overnight that they've uh, increased the amount of razor wire here in Brownsville. The Department of Homeland Security says that will conduct a targeted enforcement operation already in El Paso. And again, border communities are bracing for this. We were just in Juarez, Mexico last week. We saw thousands of migrants there. It's unclear when they will cross. But again, the expectation is that there will be an increase when Title 42 is lifted Thursday night into Friday, Hoda. All right, Gabe Gutierrez there for us. Gabe, thank you. We are also learning disturbing new details about the gunman who killed eight people at a mall near Dallas. A social media page appearing to belong to the 33-year-old shooter, was filled with extremist views. NBC's Maggie Vespa joins us with that story. Maggie, good morning. Hey, Savannah, good morning. Yeah, that troubling social media account is actually on a Russian social networking site. Senior law enforcement sources telling NBC News it is absolutely part of their investigation. This as this community struggles to cope with this senseless loss of life. This morning, investigators in Texas zeroing in on disturbing social media posts that appear to belong to the nation's latest mass shooter, 33-year-old Mauricio Garcia. The online activity on a Russian social platform includes vile rants against women and minorities, along with a series of shirtless pictures that show visible white power tattoos. Garcia, who also posted online about struggling with his mental health, published this video the day of the attack that shows him wearing a scream mask. 
This as more about the shooter's background comes into view. An Army spokesperson telling NBC News Garcia joined the Army in 2008 but did not complete basic training and was kicked out after three months for an unspecified physical or mental condition. Electronic receipts posted on the shooter's social media account appear to show he spent more than $3,200 on firearms. Authorities say Garcia was wearing a tactical vest and was armed with multiple weapons, including an AR-15-style rifle and a handgun. This latest mass shooting fueling new calls for gun control, but Texas Governor Greg Abbott suggesting the problem is not guns. People want a quick solution. The long-term solution here uh, is to address the mental health issue. While Democratic state legislators in Texas say the problem is obvious. No, Greg Abbott, it's guns. It's guns. Does that suspect have an AR rifle? Law enforcement sources say this surveillance video shows Garcia opening fire on innocent shoppers Saturday. He was killed by a police officer being hailed as a hero. Overnight, an attorney saying the officer is doing well, adding he's a brave servant with a gentle heart. Meanwhile, an outpouring of grief at a memorial for the eight innocent lives lost. Three of the victims, young children from two different North Texas families. Three-year-old James Cho killed along with his parents, Cindy and Q, his six-year-old brother, William, the only member of the family to survive. The Mendoza family losing 11-year-old Daniela and 8-year-old Sophia, their mother, in critical condition. The other victims, 32-year-old Elio Cumana Rivas, 26-year-old Ashwaria Tatacondia, and 23-year-old security guard Christian LaCour. And another detail from those social media posts. Authorities say in the weeks leading up to this attack, Garcia posted more than two dozen photos of the Allen Premium outlets and may have been monitoring this mall, they say, during its busiest times. Savannah. Maggie Vespa, thank you very much. Also this morning, with a deadline looming, the high-stakes showdown over the nation's debt limit is heating up. President Biden, he's meeting with congressional leaders at the White House today in an effort to avoid an unprecedented default that could further shake the nation's already fragile economy. NBC's chief White House correspondent, Kristen Welker, joins us now. So, Kristen, break it down. I think a lot of people at home are watching this saying, what does this all mean and what does it mean for me? Absolutely, Hoda, that's right. In basic terms, look, the debt limit is essentially the maximum amount the government can borrow. You can think of it like a credit card bill, money that's already been spent. And if it doesn't get paid, things like Social Security, veterans benefits could be delayed or not paid at all. And the nation could risk defaulting. Now, look, that's something that hasn't happened in modern history. It could spark financial chaos, impacting everything from the stock market, people's savings, even the unemployment rate. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has warned the nation has until June 1st, so less than a month to keep the lights on. So the clock is ticking for Congress and the White House to take action. Well, Kristen, what do you expect then from today's meeting between President Biden and the congressional leaders of both parties? I mean, are they going to sit down and hammer it out or is this a little bit of showmanship? Well, that's the big question, Savannah. You're absolutely right. This has become the highest of high stakes game of chicken. It's just not clear and frankly, pretty unlikely there's going to be a major breakthrough today. Here's the issue. President Biden said he's not going to negotiate over the debt limit. He cites the fact that Congress has agreed to raise it without strings attached in many cases. And during the Trump administration, when Republicans did not enact any new spending cuts. But now Republicans say they won't do so without cuts, something that the White House has already shot down. So the bottom line here, this is a stalemate right now. All eyes are going to be on today's meeting. But the pressure is mounting Savannah and Hoda on President Biden and House Speaker Kevin McCarthy to reach a 
deal. It's just not overstated to say that both of their jobs could be on the line here. Savannah and Hoda. Just having the mere crisis, there's a price to pay on the economy mm -hmm. as we speak. Kristen Welker, thank you very much. Let's move now to the latest on the war in Ukraine. Under tight security, Russia's Vladimir Putin developed a high-profile speech from Red Square overnight, just hours after launching some of the most intense airstrikes in Kiev in months. NBC's chief foreign correspondent Richard Engel joins us now with more. Hey, Richard, good morning. Good morning. Yes, there were those strikes on Kyiv overnight. Also, Russia launched cruise missiles at the city of Odessa. But according to Ukrainian officials, most of them either missed their target or were shot down. This says President Putin ho hosted scaled back victory parade in Moscow. It's the most important and solemn day in Russia. Victory day over the Nazis in World War II. Russia lost more than 20 million soldiers and civilians in what is known across Russia as the Great Patriotic War. Today in Red Square, President Vladimir Putin says Russia is being pushed into another war by the West in neighboring Ukraine, a country he invaded a year ago without provocation. We do not have a nation we consider our enemy here in the West or the East. But they are provoking conflict and encouraging Russophobia. The speech lasted 10 angry minutes, flanked by his few remaining loyal allies from Belarus and Central Asia. President Putin presented himself as the guardian of Mother Russia and, as he does now frequently, of culture. They destroy traditional family values which make a man a man all for the purpose of continuing to dictate and impose their own will, he said. But the celebrations in Moscow were scaled back from previous years, coming just days after an alleged drone attack on the Kremlin that Kyiv denies carrying out. And as Russian troops on the front lines in Ukraine are pulling back to defensive positions and evacuating some civilians ahead of an upcoming Ukrainian offensive. Ukraine's President Zelensky, in a move to further align his country to the West, changed the date Ukraine celebrates the defeat of Nazi Germany to May 8th, like it's marked in Europe and the United States. Like back then, evil has returned to our cities and villages. Although it is another aggressor, the goal is the same, enslavement or destruction, he said. World War II ended 78 years ago, but its shadow looms large today over the biggest conflict in Europe ever since. Few foreign journalists still operating in Moscow were not allowed to, te oh, to attend this uh, parade, and large crowds were kept away. Hoda. All right, Richard Angle for us there. Richard, thank you. All right, lots more to cover. And Craig, you've got quite the story this mm -hmm. morning. Oh, yes, Savannah, Hoda, good morning. Good morning to you as well, folks. We have some good news tied to that desperate search in Michigan. A second greeter who vanished while camping with his family in a remote state park over the weekend found safe more than two days later. NBC's Ann Thompson is here with his remarkable story. Hey, Ann. Good morning, Craig. This really is an incredible story. The eight-year-old was able to find shelter for himself and get the attention of rescuers who originally thought his cries were animal sounds until they found him in a remote area. This morning, a miraculous rescue and a grateful family. An eight-year-old boy who went missing in the Michigan woods for two days, fighting through cold and rough terrain by hunkering down under a log, found alive and safe Monday. 
Michigan State Police say Nante Nimi was walking and gathering firewood while camping with his family in the Porcupine Mountains Wilderness State Park when he disappeared Saturday afternoon. More than 150 search and rescue personnel spent days combing through a roughly 40-square-mile area, finally finding Nante about two miles from his campsite. They found the second grader determined a little bit dirty, but okay, as they guided him to safety. All I see is his little tiny uh, white sweatshirt, and he goes, Eli? And I just ran up over to him, and I gave him the biggest hug, and I was so relieved once I saw him. The boy's mother saying he fought to get back to us the entire time, adding that he made a shelter to sleep each night, making tracks purposely, cleared off dirty snow to eat the clean stuff. A community now celebrating dedicated rescuers and an extraordinarily resourceful young boy. What a story. Nante's mom is also thanking the rescuers this morning, writing, quote, Instead of shock, I'm realizing how lucky we are. To say it's humbling is an understatement. I don't know who wow. caught those tri- that child, those survival skills. That's yeah. unbelievable. It, just remarkable. Wow. Yeah. Oh, boys, wow. whip smart. Yeah, yeah wow. really. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Let's get our first check of the weather. We've got NBC meteorologist Bill Karras is in. Al's having knee surgery. Yeah. Good luck Dylan's to him. on assignment yeah. as well. And we've got Bill here. Yeah. Hi, Bill. So yeah, Al's very excited to get that knee in and get his steps back going again and get everyone going with him. Uh, we have concerns today with flash flooding. This spring, we've dealt with deadly tornadoes. We had the Mississippi River flooding. This is really one of our first times this spring where we have concerns over too much rain in the same isolated area for two days in a row. And of course, we're talking about the Houston area, which is one of the most flood-prone cities we have in our entire country. So we had severe weather overnight. We did have some flash flooding just south of San Antonio. Flash flood warning on Interstate 35. It's going to be more of the this afternoon, tonight, into tomorrow morning, we have what's called a moderate risk of flash flooding. That's the level three out of four for the Houston area. So that gives you great concern as we go through this event. We're looking at isolated two to three inches per hour. So if we get a thunderstorm sitting over the same area for two hours, we could easily get six inches of rain. And we think with the two-day totals, it could be up to five to ten inches. So make sure everyone has their safety plans there if you live near any creek or bayous anywhere in southeast Texas. And also a little bit of heavy rain is possible today with isolated flooding in areas like Kansas up into the Nebraska area. And, you know, guys, I can't stop thinking about that boy in the second grade. Oh, I know. A future Eagle Scout, right? I yeah, mean, 100%. Yeah. Eagle Scout leader. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> we exactly. couldn't help thinking about what our kids would do. <laughs> yeah, when exactly. they melt down, they don't get a snack right on time. <laughs> exactly. A different story. <laughs> yeah, guys, thanks so much. Still ahead this morning, we've got new developments in Tiger Woods' legal battle with his former girlfriend, Kaylee Hartung, on the story for us. Hi, Kaylee. Hey, good morning, guys. Tiger Woods is famously private, but this messy breakup will be playing out in the courtroom today. Coming up, we will tell you about the new claims of sexual harassment his ex is making in her case to get their non-disclosure agreement thrown out. All right. Thank you, Kaylee. And attention shoppers, some major retailers are rolling out new rules and fees for returns. Vicki Winnell have everything we need to know, including a big change for some Amazon purchases. We don't like it. No. Not like it. always trying to get your money. This is today on NBC. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. 
with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash today just go to indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash today conditions apply need to hire you need indeed what did y'all do uh, 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 open it miss uh, bell uh, open it miss bell miss bell open it miss bell Could you just uh, it, this is a viral vi- video watched more than 10 million times and now you know why a beloved teacher in Kansas opening a gift from her students they call her Miss Pow Pow and that was a customized Miss Pow Pow Steelers oh, jersey I guess, I guess she's, she's a, a fan, huge fan. Huge. Yeah. well guess what Chanel is right there with her live and we have lined up even more surprises to celebrate her just part of our teacher appreciation day oh I here. cannot wait to it's see her true. today yeah. and, and fun fact Chanel yeah. has known Miss Pow Pow for years oh yeah. wow I love yeah. that all connected uh, we'll get that in just a moment, but we do have a lot to get to in this half hour, starting with that $30 million legal battle between Tiger Woods and his ex-girlfriend, Erica Herman. It's escalating this morning with new court documents filed by Erica Herman raising claims of sexual harassment. NBC's Kaylee Hartung is on the story. Kaylee, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. This case will be presented in a Florida court today where Tiger Woods lawyers will ask a judge to enforce a non-disclosure agreement, including a clause that would keep this all out of the public eye. But Herman is bringing new evidence to support her claims. This morning, the latest legal fallout from Tiger Woods' relationship with his ex-girlfriend, Erica Herman. Woods and Herman began dating in 2015 while Herman was an employee at his Florida restaurant, The Woods Jupiter. According to court documents, Woods forced her to sign an NDA or else be fired from her job. Her team claims Woods, who was Herman's boss at the time, imposed an NDA on her as a condition to keep her job when she began having a sexual relationship with him. A boss imposing different work conditions on his employee because of their sexual relationship is sexual harassment. Sexual harassment is often about power differential at work. You can't imagine a bigger power differential than an employee at Tiger Woods Restaurant, which bears his name. Herman arguing the sexual harassment invalidates the NDA. In a 2017 email included in the filing, Herman raised concerns about the agreement with Woods' business manager, writing in part, If by chance TW does something that brings our relationship to an end, do I automatically lose my job? I don't have any problems with what's in this document, but with my whole life in his hands now, if something happened, I don't want to be in my 40s, heartbroken and jobless. Herman is also asking the court to deny the clause compelling arbitration and is suing Woods Trust for more than $30 million in a separate case, where she claims Woods kicked her out of his home where they lived together until October of last year, their breakup making headlines. According to Herman, Woods told her he planned a last-minute getaway for them to the Bahamas. But instead, she says they were met at the airport by a lawyer who informed her she would never see Woods or his home again. 
For now, the personal life of the famously private Woods playing out publicly in a courtroom drama. Kaylee, what's expected today? I mean, does Tiger have to be at this court hearing? No, he doesn't. And it's unclear if he will be joining his lawyers. They do have to be there. He's reportedly still recovering from a surgery on his ankle last month. So it's unlikely we're guessing that he will make an appearance. But all eyes will be on that Florida courtroom to see where things go from here. Representatives for Woods and Herman did not respond to our request for comments, Savannah. All right, Kaylee, thank you. A little tea with honey and lemon. Yeah. <laughs> Sip it slowly. Yes. Yeah. That's Apologies. on the menu for Kaylee. You yes. got it. Go all right. Take a nap. Coming up, guys, uh, health officials weighing a first in the U.S. So should birth control pills be available over the counter without prescription needed? We'll have the latest on a key meeting today. First, though, Vicky is here with a story that you really need to see if you have some shopping returns to make. Hey, Vic. Hello. Good morning, friends. So rising costs are now prompting retailers to change their return policies. We'll have everything you need to know coming up next right here on Today. We're back 738 this morning on Consumer Confidential. Not so happy returns. Mm. The National Retail Federation estimated in 2022, Americans would return $816 billion worth of merchandise. So for perspective's sake, that's nearly one in five purchases. Guilty as charged. So now, perhaps not surprisingly, retailers are tightening their refund policies. NBC's Vicky Wynn's got details on how to make your returns easier and cheaper. Yeah. So Vicky, it used to be when you bought something online, you didn't like it. It was a simple, easy return. Yeah. But is that not the case so much anymore? Things are definitely changing, Hoda. Once upon a time, when we were nervous about going yeah. online to to buy something. What is this, the internet shopping? Yeah. Retailers were like, look, we're going to make it so easy for you. We're going to ship it to you for free. You can return it to yeah. us for no yeah. fee. It'll be just like going to a brick and mortar. Fast forward 15, 20 years, and yeah. now we are doing that gangbusters. But it's not free to the retailer when you process a return. It's anywhere from right. 15 to $20 minimum. And we talk about 16.5% of all online purchases go back. And there's a real cost. And now retailers are trying to claw that back. A recent survey by GoTRG shows 60% of retailers are reconfiguring their return policies in one way or another. It, oh. it did almost feel like they, they did want you to yes. like, oh, yeah. try it on at home, send Absolutely. it back. Sure. No problem. Well, times they are a change in. So what are some of the new rules and pitfalls yeah. we should work out? Okay. For? PBP. It's not a thing. I, I admit to you, it? I am making this up. Pause before purchasing. Yes. Oh. The less you buy, the less you're going to return. This is a good time, though, to check your favorite retailer's return policies because odds are something may have changed. And then when you get that item, if you're not positive you want it, make sure you keep it in original packaging. Try it on without makeup or perfume on mm. because if you return mm. it, it needs to be in sellable condition. So much of these returns ends up in a landfill. So oh. it's wasteful. Even if you oh. get your money back, it's very wasteful and there's a cost to the environment, all that shipping, that carbon footprint of sending you something, That's you boxing point. it up, sending it back. So those are things you need to keep in mind. And if you go to return in-store, always bring your ID and your original form of payment. That just helps to expedite Somebody the return. Somebody said wait one. Someone said wait one week. If you're going to buy something online that's not early, yeah. Yes. If you look back in your little basket and it's a week later and yeah. it's still there and you need it, then get it. And sometimes but I you love just that. Yes, yes, right. Yeah, sometimes yeah. you get a coupon I listen to you. So let's look at the policies of some of the country's largest stores. Okay, let's start with Target. Target allows you 90 days to return almost anything except for electronics. Then it's 30 days. But if you have a Target red card, you have up to 120 days to return. Now, Amazon is the interesting one. It's always mm. been 30 days, free returns, as easy as possible. But you do want to 
pay attention because there are so many third-party sellers on Amazon, yeah. and sometimes their return policies are different. Oh. Also, they're starting to implement, according to the information, a $1 return fee. So if you go to UPS to return something to Amazon, yeah. but there's a Kohl's or a Whole Foods that's closer to you, they will charge you a dollar on that item to return. And finally, Walmart, it's 90 days in person, uh, in store, saying they have a shorter return window for electronics. But those are the big, big companies and their policies as of now. What about like Nordstrom always had like the best return? You don't like it. You take it back. Do retailers have their own things, too? Definitely. Yeah. For example, Zara, $3.95 to return an item. Uh, JCPenney, $8. But if you go to the brick and mortar, as with most retailers, mm. it's usually free mm. if you're not shipping it back to them. Uh, the other thing is loyalty programs. So DSW, which is designed. Mm-hmm. shoe warehouse mm-hmm. and H&M. If you return an item online uh, b- mm-hmm. by mail, there is a fee. But if you're a member of the loyalty program, oh. it's free. So oh. it really pays to look at the fine print to see if you should sign up. But again, PBP. Pause before purchase. You know what? I say in the 80s, when I was 16, I had a, I sold shoes at the shoe department yeah. of a big department store. Yeah. And when I was getting trained, the manager goes, the only thing you need to know about returns is we take them. <laughs> Back I was like, day, really? Yeah. People would bring like sneakers they had washed. You know what I mean? Like, we take them. Like, we take them. Yeah. Remember? Back Damn. in the day. Times have Always changed. Right. Right. That was the 80s, though. <laughs> Thank you, Vicky. You were Vicky. just a small child. Yeah. Thank then. you, Vicky. Vicky. Bill, remember the 80s? I remember the 80s very well. Uh-huh. Yes. I blockbuster all of it. Uh, <laughs> I, I need Vicky's advice, too. And, and, like, you know, I'm one of those spouses that does all the returns. You know? uh, so, uh, wow. Yeah, I'm a regular at the UPS store. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's get into this forecast for today. We have severe weather concerns, not so much tornadoes. Remember, May is our number one month for tornadoes in this country. And so far, I don't mean to jinx it, but it's been pretty quiet. Today, I don't expect many either. We're going to watch areas of Kansas for a large hail and damaging wind. Our friends in eastern North Carolina from Norfolk all the way down to Wilmington, isolated severe storms, mostly wind damage threat. And then tomorrow, we're going to have a pretty big storm that's going to sit over the Rockies. And that means a chance of severe weather for the front range from Denver all the way up to Casper. It's going to be two days of this. I think the second day as we head towards Thursday is going to be the bigger threat, maybe some isolated tornadoes. But again, we're not expecting any huge outbreaks. So that's a great news. And that's a look at your Tuesday forecast. I want to hear more about your shoe selling. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was, I was 16. And oh, you, did you really want to know? Because I could go on and on. We worked on commission, How got 10% for if you sold a pair of shoes. And did you so clean up? So it was up? like 50 bucks, you'd get $5. Some days were good, some days okay. were bad. But my dad would always, he was so amused by it. How many shoes did you sell today? I bought a pair of shoes for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought some shoes Oh yeah, I'd be like, sure it fits. Just shove it in there. Five and a half, well, you're an eight? Well, sorry. Yeah. Guys, coming up, it is teacher appreciation day and chanel's in her hometown of wichita kansas this morning she will introduce us to a remarkable history teacher who goes above and beyond for her students and this morning they're helping us pull off a big surprise uh, uh remember the bear the show last summer that was oh, yeah. streaming yes. yeah. we've been waiting to get some more information come up and pop start we finally have some new details on the bears next season and its big return plus we've got the legendary robert de niro and the hottest comic in america sebastian maniscalco they're here live they're going to tell us about a new movie and you'll never guess where these two first met. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com.